There's a website called The Black Bookie, which is very cool. You know, stop by and check that out. And his slogan is, and I haven't hit this before, I'm going to hit it this time. This is the best one. His slogan is, if you snooze, you lose. And indeed, that is the case. There are only so many money making opportunities to be had. And he's going to tell you where they all are. It's the one and only Black Bookie. It's Uncle Joe. Uncle Joe, how are you today? Good afternoon, America. Welcome to the Snooze You Lose podcast. I'm your host, Uncle Joe. This is a sports and sports betting podcast where the motto is and always will be win together, lose together. Thanks for joining us here live on Millions. If you're watching us on YouTube, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Share the stream. Thanks to everybody tuning in. If you're listening after the stream on any streaming platforms, make sure you hit that subscribe button and tell a friend to tell a friend. New listeners, old listeners, you know how we rock. We don't try and take up too much of your time, so let's get right to it. Two Monday Night Football games again tonight. A bloodbath of a Sunday with picks. Literally nothing went right for me. Make sure everything's good here. Went right for me on Sunday. Uh, The Liberty loss. Our teaser loss. My fantasy baseball team lost in the second round of the playoffs. You guys don't rarely ever hear me talk about my fantasy team because I'm here to let you know nobody cares about your fantasy team. Especially you fantasy football players, no one cares. But my fantasy team lost, the Liberty lost, the teaser lost, the Jags killed us. It was just a bloodbath of a Sunday. It was just really, really an awful Sunday. But we got two games tonight. We're going to get you ready for them. Eagles and the Buccaneers to start it off for game one. Game two, you got the Rams and the Bengals. I am not happy seeing this Eagles line move right before game time up to minus six. That doesn't make me feel good at all. If you're following us on Twitter, which you should be doing, make sure you follow us on all social media platforms. Uh, We gave out a parlay because I didn't love nothing really on the board today. Small baseball slate. We're obviously not betting on preseason hockey. Two NFL games that I'm not thrilled to get behind, but as we get closer to kickoff, the Buccaneers plus the points seems enticing. That seems the way most sharp bettors are on this game. Uh, I went with Eagles money line with the Mariners plus one and a half for a parlay. Get it at plus 105 on DraftKings. It obviously has moved a little bit now if you didn't get it already because of the line change with the Eagles line going from minus five to minus six. And I'm not happy about that. That makes me feel like the money is, this camera's ticking me off. It makes me feel like the money is pouring in on the Eagles or maybe Vegas is trying to get people to bite because the sharp betters are on Tampa Bay. And it's gonna be an interesting matchup. We're gonna talk about some of the other games yesterday, but. This is going to be an interesting matchup because both of these teams are undefeated, right? You got both teams 2-0. Someone's obviously going to go home with a loss today. The Buccaneers, a surprising start. Off to a good start. I talked about this two weeks ago, how I thought they was going to come in and lose that first game against the Vikings. They didn't. They took care of business on the road. Then they beat up on the Bears. We are quickly seeing that the Bears are the worst team in the league. 
So nothing to, to be impressed about there. But the Buccaneers still have a very solid defense led by uh, coordinator Todd Bowles. They have a very good defense. We know the Eagles play defense too. Their offense hasn't looked as explosive as it did last year. They haven't come out the gate just running through everybody so far. Close call against the Patriots um, in week one. And then who they played. Yeah, then another one where they short week where they played the Vikings where they were in control, but it was still a game. Um, so they haven't looked as dominant. We, they have some injury issues as well, too, especially in that Vikings game. They were banged up in the secondary. But I don't know. I, I Points-wise, I wouldn't be shocked if the Eagles came out and won this game by 10 points, right? Because this is going to be the toughest task defensively so far this year that Baker Mayfield has faced. This will be his toughest, toughest task. So this is going to be a measuring stick for him and that Buccaneers offense. But the defense is going to be there. The defense will be able to keep them in the game. Like we just said, the Eagles are not blowing people out, not looking as scary or as dominant as they did last year. This is going to be a good matchup. And I do not like that line moving a full point. If this went to five and a half, eh, I don't really blink. But a full point that close to game time, can only mean two things. Like I said, it could either mean that the public is still absolutely hammering the Eagles, thinking they're just going to beat the Buccaneers because it's Baker Mayfield, or Vegas messed up and they realized the plus five was too low. They're trying to get more people to take the Bucks and hopefully break even on this. I'll tell you one thing. The sports books cleaned up on Saturday after that Colorado and Oregon game, we'll get to that. They cleaned up with all the money that was on Coach Prime in Colorado to cover some people that had them to win. But they gave it all back. <laughs> they gave it all right. They got it all right back with that Jacksonville game. They had to pay out a lot on Saturday, but they collected big time on Sunday with the Jaguars losing. I mean, I'm, the Jaguars destroyed, literally, I know they destroyed survivor pools. They destroyed teasers. They destroyed straight-up bets. They destroyed parlays. They single-handedly did it all. And it it was, you know, it when you know it's a division game. You know it's a division game. And if you read my write-up on it, I didn't think they were going to cover to begin with. I feel I felt it would be a little bit of a hangover, letdown spot. You know, coming in and not playing well against the Chiefs, but it was at home. They didn't, if they had to travel to Houston, I probably wouldn't have touched it. They were at home. They don't have a look-ahead game. They're not like they're playing somebody big coming up. They're going to uh, London to play the Falcons, where they always play well at. So now you have a big look-ahead game. They were at home, division game, against, yeah, a team they split with last year that somehow plays them well, which why I thought they wouldn't cover the eight, nine-point spread, but that they would win by a field goal at least. And to just get absolutely shellacked and give the Texans their first win in your building after losing to KC, your offense looking bad against the Chiefs, just not showing up and then just committing turnovers in all facets of the game. Any way you can think of turning the ball over, they did it. They committed it in literally every single way. The fumbles, interceptions, blocked field goal, uh, kickoff returns. It was, it was, I'm still upset about it.
But yeah, I don't like this. Now I look at the refresh, it's back down to five and a half. So this line is definitely dancing. You don't know what you're going to get as we jump back to Monday Night Football with Eagles Buccaneers. But the smart betters, as they say, the sharps are all over the Bucks, And we're going to see this. Like I said, it's going to be a measuring stick for Baker Mayfield and company in that offense. Uh, I know the Eagles are obviously going to still look to stay undefeated, but somebody's got to take an L tonight. In game two, Rams, Bengals. We know already the Bengals sitting at 0-2. The Rams playing better than most people expected so far this season. This is a must-win game for Sensi. It's as simple as that. Joe Burrow is confirmed active. He's going to play. We know he's got that calf injury, but he will play tonight. And this is a must-win. That's literally why he's playing. This is a must-win. We saw his teammate Jamar Chase tame before when he got hurt in camp that, uh, you know, he should sit out until he's 100%. And I think he would have. If this team was maybe 1-1, one one, I think he probably does sit out. But to be 0-2, there's no room for error anymore. You you, you can't go 0-3 in this league and still expect to run the table and make the playoffs. That is a huge mark. This ain't baseball. It's not like that. Or, or even the NBA. You could lose either one, even NHL. Almost literally any other sport. You can lose three straight and be okay. You can't lose three straight. In the NFL, is it impossible? No, but that is a huge, huge hole to put yourself in to try and climb out of. And then you have to play pretty much perfect for, for the next six, seven weeks. And you don't want to put that type of pressure on yourself. So this is a must-win game. Also a revenge game from the Super Bowl. There's still players on that Bengals team that lost to this Rams team in the 2022 Super Bowl. This is a this is a big revenge game too for Sensi. So there's some guys out there going to that hate the Rams, cost them a ring. You would have to think with Burrow playing, this is a must-win game for the Bengals. I don't have anything financially invested on this game, but you would have to go Sensi in this matchup. Actually, that's a lie. I just took a little parlay when I saw Burrow was going to play. I threw a parlay with the uh, like the Bengals and the Texas Rangers, which I'm going to get to as well too. It's, it's insane. When we started this show here on Millions, we talked about how dead in the water the Rangers were, how bad they started the month of September. And now here we are, three weeks later, they're having a two-and-a-half two game lead in the ALS. But sticking to the NFL and tonight's matchup, yeah, this is a must-win game. It's as simple as that. Cincinnati has to win this game. Whether they win by three or by 13, this is a must-win situation. They need this more than the Rams. This is desperation at home, Monday night football, which also did help. That helps also for Joe Burrow to play because it's an extra day of rest. This game might have been on Sunday. Maybe he does sit out, but he gets an extra day. And then next they will play. Let's take a look at the schedule here together. Then they'll play Sunday at Tennessee, a winnable game. And then definitely uh, another one will match up. They will go and face the Cardinals. I know Cowboys fans don't want to hear that name though after what happened yesterday. But I'm not. I'm not worried. I know we all love getting on the Cowboys and mocking them and ha ha Dallas Dallas. This is what they they're gonna have. Hey, they're gonna have hiccups like this. Should it should it should it happen? Of course not. They're gonna have hiccups like this. I'm not worried about the Cowboys. The Cowboys are gonna be the Cowboys, and they're gonna lose in the playoffs. I'm not worried about them losing a trap game in week two against the Cardinals. They didn't care about 
when they just found out their star cornerback is out for the year a few uh what 72 hours prior I, i'm not worried about it i'm not gonna beat up on the cowboys too much because it don't matter it, it don't matter the the giants stink they don't gotta worry about the commanders it's them in philly they'll still make the playoffs and they'll lose them so it's nothing i'm not really gonna get on them for that like I said, appreciate you guys joining us. We are not going to take up too much of your time. Share the stream, tell a friend and tell a friend. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. And of course, follow us on all social media platforms. Keeping it NFL, man, the Miami Dolphins, an absolute beating that they gave to the Denver Broncos, 70 to 20, even their backups. You know, the, the, the Dolphins were nice about this. They were nice about this. Pulled the starters, had the backups come in, and the backups still scored 21 points. So the backups would have still won 21-20 over the Broncos. And... I talked about this a lot last year before Tua got hurt and even when he did get hurt. Everybody was, with the way this offense is constructed and how fast they are, and a solid defensive team as well too. But the credit goes mostly to their offense, just flying up and down the field. I never thought the Dolphins were a Super Bowl team last year, before or after Tua's injury. And I stood on that. Time and time again, week after week, I said on the show, I didn't think they were a Super Bowl team. Everybody kept saying, oh, they could be there, blah, blah, blah. I didn't believe it. But this year, and I know it's the Broncos, and you can't get excited because it's only week three, and health is the biggest thing. Tua has to stay healthy. Tyreek Hill has to stay healthy. But definitely Tua has to be on that field. But it just seems, it's just got that feel. Sometimes you just got that feel where it looks like, Something's buzzing here. Something's buzzing here. Because it was like that last year with the Eagles. Where you just saw them week after week just figuring it out and just running through teams. It's like something, something's bubbling here. And I don't know. The Dolphins are just kind of giving me that feel this year. I'm not ready to put them in the Super Bowl yet. But I'm saying it, it feels different. It, it feels different. And I know it's the Broncos. So we clearly see how bad... Denver is, how this Sean Payton experiment isn't going to work, how this Russell Wilson experiment is not going to work. I don't know where you go from here from them. First of all, it, they shouldn't have been allowed to get on the team bus, the plane, whatever they took to get to that game. Everybody should have to find their own transportation. They shouldn't, anything Denver Bronco uh, assigned to them, jerseys, socks, T-shirts, Anything should have been stripped from anyone that was on that field in that game. It should all been stripped. You should have had to find your own way home, your own clothes, everything, your own meal. Everything. It's to give up 70 points. There's a reason why it hasn't been done since 1966. There's no way you should give up that much points at this level. That It looked like a college game. It actually looked like a high school game. And they were, like I said, they were nice about it. Not only did they put the backups and still just kept scoring, they also stopped, they also took the knee and didn't go for the record. 
They could have broke the record with a field goal. The record's 72. They could have kicked a field goal, broke the record for 73, and they said they didn't want to embarrass you. Wow. Humility. They cared enough to spare your feelings. Because that, let that have been the Patriots. Bill Belichick's kicking that field goal. Bill Belichick might have tried to put up 85. They said they didn't want to embarrass you. Rested the starters. You still couldn't stop a nosebleed. Didn't go for the record. Everything and everyone associated with the Denver Broncos yesterday should be fired. Everyone, just clean house from top to bottom. Because where do you go from here? Where do you go from here? Russ is clear, like I said, Russ ain't the answer. We're finding out it was all a facade. We were all fooled by his charm of speaking nice and thanking the Lord after every game and taking care of his family and being a nice guy and not cursing everything. We were all fooled by it. He sucks. He sucks. It's as simple as that. It was a cover-up. We now see it was Marshawn Lynch and the Legion of Boom. Did he make a few plays to tie the locket? Yeah, he did. But clearly we see it, it's, it wasn't him. It wasn't N.P. Carroll, of course. It was never Russ. He, he's an industry plant. Like they would say in music, he's a plant. We, we fell for it. He is as big as a fraud as there could be because there's no way you could be this bad. And no one's expecting. Well, I know last year people expected him to come in and take them right to the Super Bowl. Remember we saw the videos, people running down the stairs in Vegas to punch their tickets in, to, to bet on the Broncos, to win the Super Bowl as soon as he got signed. There was hype. But now even this year, the expectations aren't even that high. We, we were just expecting him to play better. Okay, well, he's healthy now. He's going to at least have a better season. He's got a new head coach. No, he sucks. There's no way around it. He's not good. It was all a facade. We fell for it. We fell for it. He's not, it's not, this ain't it. This ain't it. But the Dolphins, it, it just... It's got that feeling. We'll see. It's only week three. So, you know me. I don't, I don't like to be a prisoner of the moment. Something's bubbling here. Something, something's brewing here. It just feels a little different because now also with Raheem Moster in the backfield, he's still got – I don't even think – didn't Waddle even miss this game? Isn't Waddle hurt too? He didn't even play? Yeah, something, it, it's, it's looking scary. It's looking scary because I don't know how teams are going to be able to keep up because even if they give up some points, you're going to have to score 40 because they can. You're going to have to beat them 44-41 because they're getting in the end zone. They're getting down the field almost any time they want. Something's bubbling. Something is bubbling in Miami. This this might be the time, but this might – the hype train, it, it, it it might be pulling to the station. Uh, we know the Colts, Ravens, Ravens were part of our teaser yesterday. Uh, I'll say this, this Colts defense is still legit. You know, people ask me because they know me, I'm a Colts fan. They said, you know, how many games do you think you're going to win? Blah, blah, blah. I, my expectations were very low. Before looking at the schedule, I said four. After looking at the schedule, I said maybe six. But I underestimated how good this defense. I forgot. I forgot. When you, when you don't watch, when you take a step back, you don't watch as much because you know the team is playing for 
a draft pick, you forget there's dogs on that defense. There is dogs. And this defense is going to keep this team in games. They're, they're not a joke. It was definitely a game the Ravens should have won. A bad pass interference missed call, and they definitely had opportunities. And overtime, a rare Justin Tucker missed field goal in regulation. The Colts defense got some dogs. Uh, they got some dogs. I got to put some respect on the name. They got some dogs. The Sunday night game, another one where I'm not going to say we were fooled. We kind of knew what it was, but it's being exposed now on, on, on the major scale. Jimmy G is another one. He stinks. <laughs> he stinks. This He stinks. It was a facade. He was able to be covered up by Kyle Shanahan and the weapons on defense and the weapons on offense in San Francisco. He can't get it done. And once again, when I say these things too, I'm not expecting, I'm not telling these guys, Russell Wilson or Jimmy Garoppolo, I'm not telling they need to put up Peyton Manning numbers. Nobody's asking you to throw for 320 yards, three touchdowns. Nobody's asking for that. But these guys aren't even managing the game. You're just putting your team in holes. You're putting your team in a hole, keeping the defense on the field. He's bad. Did you? The, this, and the, the Steelers' defense is good, yes. But there was time just in that game where he had time in the pocket and just terrible decision-making, just throwing the ball anywhere, scared to be in the pocket because of the pressure. He's a, He stinks. This Raiders team not going to go anywhere either until there's a quarterback change because he's because he's, the weapons are there. And we've already seen already, you know how quick the clicks are. Devontae Adams is not happy. He's not happy. And I, I don't feel too much sympathy because this is like I always say, you made your bet, you got to lay in it. You didn't have to leave the situation in Green Bay. You would have been better off with Jordan Love than Jimmy Garoppolo. So I'm not, cause I don't really feel sympathy for you. But yeah, Jimmy G stinks. He's another one. It ain't it. This ain't going to be it. It's not going to work. This is not. And, and <laughs> having Josh McDaniels as a head coach is not helping. It's not helping. I was baffled when he went for a field goal. What the game, it comes to a certain point where you got to throw all the analytics out the window and all this nonsense, because at the end of the day, it's confidence. It, confidence and momentum are real things in sports. When you have your offense struggling already to begin the season and this and in this game, struggling, you finally get down the field. You even get bailed out. They were bailed out. They went for the field goal. The kick was good, but they got a flag that gave them an automatic first down. Got another three tries, didn't convert, fourth down again. Went for a field goal again. It's too late in the game for that. You got to go for the tutty. You don't get it? It is what it is. Because even kicking the field goal, there's no guarantee you're getting the ball back. You're playing the numbers game. Oh, we got the two-minute warning. We got three timeouts, blah, blah, blah. All it took was two first downs, sign, seal, delivery, game over. You got to go for it. You go out there, you convert on fourth down, score a touchdown, the game changes. Now the pressure is really on the Steelers because now you still got your three timeouts. You have the two-minute warning. The pressure is all on them. 
you take some of the pressure off when they see you line up, kick that field goal. Okay, guys, now we're good. Now all we got to do is just get a first down. We don't even need to score. We don't even need to get in deep into their zone. We just need a first down. That's a huge different mentality to come on the field. I was going to do a video the other day. I didn't get a chance to do it. The head coach for Tulsa, uh, Kevin Lewis, I remember the first game against Oklahoma. They come out of the locker room. It's 35 to 17. You're already getting your dicks kicked at home, your home opener. It's 35 to 17. Your team marches down the field to start the second half. They It's fourth and two inside the five. And he decided to go for a field goal. What are you teaching these kids? That is a quitter's mentality. You are already probably not going to lose, win this game, right? You're down 35-17 against a ranked opponent. You're already pretty much not going to lose. But that's a quitter's mentality to tell these kids, we're so close, but mm, let's just take the field goal. And you know what happened? They never got into the red zone again in the second half. They were outscored 28-3 to in the second half of that game. They never got into the red zone again. Because it's mentality, it's momentum, it's confidence. You're teaching these kids to quit. You got to go go for it. It's fourth and two. We don't get it. F it. We were probably going to lose anyway. But let's go for it. Let's put a helmet on a helmet and go and try and get these two yards. Same thing with this Raiders game. Go for it. You got to go for it. I don't want to hear, oh, we got three timeouts or two-minute warrant. No, because all they need is a first down and it's over. We get a first down, then we take needs, it's over. Your timeouts mean nothing. They mean absolutely nothing. And that's exactly what happened. They never got the ball again, and they lost 28-13 or 23-18. It's mentality. Got to go for it. Yeah, I'm not saying from your own four or from their 40, but you're inside the 20 that late in the game. It's situational coaching. You got to line up and go for it. Put a helmet on a helmet and get the job done. If not, you're going to lose. And guess what? More than likely, if you do kick it, you're going to lose anyway. Stop teaching these kids to quit. You go for it. This Eagles game is kicked off. Looks like Philly went. Look, I think the Eagles had the ball first. Looks like they went three and out. Yep, yep. Eagles. Punted away. Well, well, Bucks fourth and five already. Bucks are punted away. It's gonna be an ugly game too. A lot of smart betters too are also on the under. I think, like I said at the start of the show, if you're just now joining in, the Eagles' offense hasn't looked as explosive. The Buccaneers are gonna be against up against their first real defensive test. So we see how that goes, guys. I appreciate you for always tuning in, rocking with us. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Every Monday, seven o'clock. We're going to talk a little MLB before we get out of here. Um, our official play today was Eagles money line with Seattle plus one and a half. A huge series today. Mariners, Astros in Seattle. Uh, Astros just, it's, it's crazy. We talked about this. And when we talked about it before, we were more so talking about the Rangers. But we were talking about the, the division as a whole. And it just seems like nobody wants nobody wants to make the playoffs in the AOS. The Astros three and seven in the last ten just swept at home to the Royals. Unexcusable. That's unexcusable. 
Then you got Seattle. They got swept, but it was at least against the Rangers. Uh, you know, at least against a good team that's also trying to fight for a spot and win the division. But I'm impressed. I got to give credit where credit is due, and I'll eat my words if the Rangers win this division because I was, they were one in six to start September. And now here they are, five game winning streak with a chance to win the West after losing Scherzer, after losing DeGrom. I'll, I'll put my foot in my mouth. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I'll say it. But nobody wants to win that division. It's, it's literally a seesaw battle before the Astros had it. Now Texas has it. Huge series. The final four games will be between Texas and Seattle in Seattle. That's going to be huge. It's going to be an electrifying atmosphere, too. And for the Astros, their last three games will be against the Diamondbacks in Arizona, another team fighting for a wild card spot. Bad loss today for my Arizona. Blew a game today with Kelly on the mound against the Yankees. Uh, so I didn't think the game was even going to be played with the way the weather and the rain and everything like that. But the game did play, and the Yankees came back and won that game 6-4. That's a real bad loss for the D-backs fighting for a spot. But... Colorado, Oregon, too, before we wrap up the show. Make sure you guys follow us on all social media platforms as well. If you're hit, watching us on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. Um, Yeah, it's kind of weird. That's the only way I could really talk about this. It's kind of weird, like, how much you see people root for people to lose. Like, it's weird. Like, I feel like I only saw that mostly in my life with Tom Brady. People wanted Brady to lose. Always wanted Brady to lose. Always wanted the Patriots to lose. And I got it. I understood it. And then I got to a point in life where I was like, wow, this this is incredible. I'm not going to care. And I guess with LeBron too, right? We, we see that a lot with LeBron. But with Prime and Colorado, yeah, it's just weird. It's just weird because it's like you do so much you you turned around and helped one program. You left. You got called to sell out and everything for that. Now you're at another program where you've already probably made them more money than they've seen in a decade. Ticket prices are up. Attendance is up. I'm sure uh, soon um, the enrollment numbers are going to be up. Right? What more can you do? But people just, they love it. They get a thrill of seeing someone fail. And the, the thing that confuses me is like, he's not failing. It's still, it's not a failure. They were 21 point underdogs. I thought it was insane for people to take at when I first saw the line, right? The line was minus 17. And I was like, okay, yeah, Colorado's going to, uh, Oregon's going to cover that. Then I saw it go up to 21. And I was like, hmm, I don't know. It's, they're kind of spiking it. I'll probably leave it alone. We ended up going with the under. That was our official play on Saturday. We gave out the under, which they did. And I knew with, with Travis being out, it was going to be tough for them to move the ball. And they're playing a really good team. Oregon's a very good team, a very good program. But it's just weird to see how much, like, even the, the coach of Oregon, how much this like meant to him to to beat a team that you were favored to win by three touchdowns. 
Now, that's the thing. You, you didn't beat UCLA. You didn't beat Ohio State. You didn't beat Bama. You beat a team that won one game last year. Like, that's why everybody keeps forgetting. Like, this is a rebuilding process. Yeah, Colorado was 3-0, and but they won one game last year. Before the season started, the line for them over under total wins for their whole schedule was two and a half. Vegas didn't have them winning three games for the year. For the year. They won one game last year. He's not failing. <laughs> He's not failing. This is still a huge success. They got their butts kicked to a team that was supposed to kick their butts and that they had to play with without one of their best two-way players, without one of their best defenders and best receivers. So I don't know why people are so, like, happy, and they're like, oh, yeah, Co Coach Prime need and Colorado needed this to be humbled. Be humbled. They, they weren't expected to win. It, it wasn't like it was a heavyweight fight where they came in and got knocked out. It, it was a it was a fight pretty much where it was a, a heavyweight boxer fighting a guy at Walmart, fighting a civilian. Everyone knew that they were supposed to lose this game and lose it badly. That's why they were three-point touchdown dogs. You, you're not supposed to win when you're a minus uh, when you're a plus 21 team. You're not supposed to win the game. So this isn't a failure. And the one thing Coach Prime said, which I, I, he's not lying, you better get them now. Because like I said, this team won one game last year. So now with what he's doing with this program, the coaching, the facility, the recruitment, the transfer portal, they're only going to keep getting better. This program is only going to keep growing and keep getting better. So you guys better enjoy it. Because in two years, they're going to be a juggernaut. And you think it's annoying now when, they, oh, they're fighting for clicks and they're doing the Shador. You, you think it's annoying now? Wait till they're 13-0 and 0 in two years. It's gonna, then it's going to be annoying. It's going to be real hard to knock them off that tree then when they're in a position where they're, where they're fighting for to be in the playoffs. It's going to be real tough then. So it's just it's just weird to me. I don't I don't understand how people how that narrative is being spun like oh they needed to be humbled. That they needed this. Well, they needed what? They're not good. They're not good yet. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a rebuild. They're not they're not good yet. They're not supposed to beat Oregon yet. It's it's not supposed to happen. They weren't going to come in and shock the world and win this one. It, it wasn't that's not a thing yet. It takes time. They, they, they won one game last year. Just one. It take, they're not supposed to be Oregon. But I tell you this what. Oregon. Who the hell are you? That's the thing, too. Like, who the hell are you? What, what have you done? Y'all not going to do nothing. You know, when, when it comes down to it, dust is cleared, smoke is settled. You ain't going to beat nobody either. When it, you're going to do what you do. Be close enough to smell it and choke. It's a joke. I love you guys. I appreciate you. Follow us on all social media platforms. Hit that subscribe button. Thanks for joining us on Millions. If you joined in late, 
You can rewatch the stream live. Uh, well, not live. You can rewatch it though. Um, yeah, if you're watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. If you are listening to this after it aired on Millions and you're listening to it on the streaming service, hit the subscribe button there as well. Give the show five stars. In the words of the icon, Billy Walters, I've had some losing weeks. I've had some losing months. Never had a losing year. Snooze or lose podcast. Till next time.